Greetings, subjects, and welcome back to another episode of All Rise For with Fool's Folly. He's Connor Maud. He's Darren Hill. And we are once again back with another candidate in the hot seat making their bid for power. Connor, who's our guest this week? Our guest this week, Darren, is the incredibly talented Christopher Piper. Christopher is a writer and a folklorist. Uh, uh, he's, he's described himself as having a little bit too much folklore knowledge in his brain. Uh, and also he's a content creator. Uh, he has a YouTube channel, which you can, you can find the links to in the description down below. But he is going out and he is going to be making his bid this week to see if he will be the one to kick Big Liz off a big sparkly chair. Oh, oh, Darren, is that... I think that might be someone. I think it might be someone at the door. I think that's that's door. probably Christopher. Let's let him in. Christopher, come on in. All rise for Christopher Piper. Chris, that was your national anthem, uh, and as people have heard, it obviously wasn't played on kazoos. We've obviously plumbed that in after the fact. Can you explain a little bit, a little bit about what that is? Because that was mental. Uh, you know, look, look. The first thing people are going to think about when they they hear that is, what was that about? Yeah. Who, yeah. who was this guy? What? What's? Who do I have to blame for this? <laughs> <laughs> now, the answer is, of course, Connor and Darren. They invited me on the show. <laughs> so if you could send your complaints to All Rise for. <laughs> yeah, it was but, our um, fault. There is method to my madness. Because when you, uh, when, you, when you first invited me on the show, I said, great. I know tons about King Arthur. I can talk about why he's actually a terrible king. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, as terrible as he was, people remember him. Mm. And it's because you need a story behind it all. And it starts with this song. We're, we're going back. So it's, it's, if you listen carefully, you hear Big Ben in reverse. It's the national anthem in reverse. There's a, there's a random passage from my King Arthur book. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you which one. I just chose one at random. Just chose one at random. And it's great because people are going to start playing that back and people are going to be talking. It's going to be all over social media before I've even sat on the throne. See, we when we listened to it for the first time, um, Chris, both of us thought we recognised Shades of the National Anthem in there. But then we couldn't continue to distinguish it as the other sounds started coming in. So we were sort of going, I think it's the National Anthem, but I don't know. what. So what, what inspired you to... Really, what's what inspired you to? We should clarify. You made that, didn't you, Chris? You're the first guest that we've had on who has custom made their own national anthem. So, what inspired <laughs> yes. that process? Mostly panic. Like I need to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, I don't know, what do other people use? The national anthem. I'll just do that. But, you know, backwards. Yeah, <laughs> you've really taken the sort of, you know, you've taken the national anthem. You're like, well, you know, it works functionally as a piece of music, as an anthem. But you sort of like, I've added a bit of spice. It's yeah, it's, it's now it's, it's now Christified. I've got to ask Christopher, um, quickly, I understand that this might prompt a, a, a big answer, but why is King Arthur a bad king? Because <laughs> I know little to nothing about King Arthur apart from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Well, most people know things like Sword on the Stone, yep. Round Table, yep. Holy Grail, and they ignore all the all the stuff in between. I mean, the first thing arthur does in his reign of king is uh he goes out for a ride gets in a fight with a knight and breaks the sword of the stone in half <laughs> and merlin has to bail him out and that's a running theme where merlin's like okay don't panic we can fix this there's this woman she lives in the lake we just we just get a new sword <laughs> no one's gonna know no one's gonna question it and then after that he, he spends like the first year of his reign hiding in a tower right. while all the other kings of england who you know suddenly this this bloke has pulled a sword out of stone and a mm. wizard saying he's the boss now is in charge and he has no idea what he's doing so they all start kind of attacking him around this tower mm. and uh, uh again merlin has to come and bail him out but then it gets worse where as soon as he's settled <laughs> down into camelot castle he, he's feeling a little frisky so he he goes out kind of tries to find some damsels sleeps with his sister by accident uh, <laughs> how do you sleep? How do you sleep with your sister by accident? Uh, she, he didn't actually know that she was his sister, right. but it, uh, in oh. some versions of the legend, uh, she gives birth to Mordred, who uh, then is the, the the person who slays Arthur. Uh, Merlin already knows this, and again is like, "Okay, don't panic. It's going to look really weird if we kill a baby. So here's what we do: we just we just tell everyone in that that area that we're bringing all the new babies into the royal household." And we take them on a boat, and then we sink the boat. This is completely overlooked. Nobody sits down and goes, oh, yeah, the great King Arthur, baby killer. Also, Merlin's solution to everything is situated by a body of water and who or what might be in it at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, Merlin's, a, a, we won't go into this, but Merlin's not the, the greatest person either. Well, no, I mean, I, 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 if I wasn't sold on the fact that he suggested drowning all the children. <laughs> was that the, was that the, uh, the tiebreaker oh, there? That might have been. That, that was the thing that, sl- that just pushed you over the edge, was it, Darren? Just anyway, a, just you can, a you can bit. catch all the stories of uh, Arthur and Merlin in the Disney classic, The Sword and the Stone. Yes, that <laughs> historical piece of documentation. So to bring it back to your national anthem, though, Chris, um, when when your national anthem is played at big events and you're there and you're there, what what do you expect the people to be doing? Are there are there dance moves? Is it still in somber? I'm, I'm imagining they're furrowing their brows in confusion. Are they drowning their children? <laughs> well, no, no, I have Let's to, not no. get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> they might do. It's played backwards. We yeah. understand these, these things can We've be slightly hypnotic. The Jubilees. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, there's a there's a bit of backwards backwards uh, speaking in that, mm. and it's this is all part of my grand plan because I do have a plan that will feed into uh, what is the very last question you've asked me. Okay. So uh, basically, my my intent is is that the little little hints to things will be put in this backwards speaking, and I'll 
periodically update the national anthem and uh oh interesting it, it keeps interest it keeps people going what, what have they put in this time what's different what's new so you're like and, the, uh... the zodiac killer of the royals <laughs> I, I will be the zodiac killer of monarchs <laughs> you know make it making codes making ciphers that that have to be cracked uh by teams of uh, of people over many many years can we specify now chris are the children safe <laughs> For now. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, dark. So, Christopher, what title are you going for? I have decided on The Will of the People. I would just be referred to as The Will of the People or The Will. Oh. Oh. Uh, naturally, people called Will will uh, have to change their name or be sent to the Will Mines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just subtle. It gets it gets in. No, it's not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's subtle? It's not subtle at all. It's the least subtle thing. You have self-titled yourself the will to of the suggest people. that the entire population wanted you. Well, you can't argue against it. It's the will of the people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to know where your official royal residency will be where's your seat of power going i don't know if anyone else has chosen this but i've decided the isle of man because it's 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 perfect the entire island is right in the middle of everything mm. you've got scotland to the north you've got england to the east you've got wales to the south Ireland to the west yeah it, it's kind of mysterious Yes. You get some sharks going around it. Oh, so we're going sort of, you know, sort of like full Bond villain island uh, style. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Are you the only inhabitant? <laughs> um, yes, I, I, I live in a, in, a, in a secluded castle alone. Because then literally with, with it is the Isle, Isle of, of Man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rest of the country will just move on without me. I'll still think I'm king. Yeah, uh, I'll just be sat there going, "Oh yes, I am the king. This is my island." <laughs> have you been to the Isle of Man before? I have Australia? not. You... I know oh, a lot okay. of the mythology, but uh, that's that's kind of why I chose it because it feels a bit mysterious in my head. Okay, go ahead, go on then, because this... I don't I don't know about this. But why is it? What sort of the it, what's what are its roots in mythology? So, man comes from uh, Manan. There's lots of di- the mythology is a bit of a wibbly wobbly thing, uh, but. Manan is the supposed god of the Isle of Man. Um, he's kind of a sort of fairy king. He's he's known for having a a chariot that could travel by by land and sea without horses, which just sounds like a fancy car. He spends most of his time just sat on the island, kind of lording over things. Uh, he's he's very similar to lots of other mythology from Wales and Scotland. All the names kind of just blur together. Uh, but his is, his is the easiest to pronounce, so <laughs> good old Manan. Good old Manan, absolutely. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Is that and, it, and you said that's why you chose it, because of its sort of roots in, in mythology. Yeah, I think it's always just been in the back of my head as, as this, this strange little island, because they've got their own laws. They get to do whatever they want over there. It's, it's, it's not really part of England or any of them. It's just like the Isle of Man. Also, can we agree... Most British thing. We all three of us agreed that Manan was very easy to pronounce, and yet over centuries we've had to go. No, nope, not nope. having any of that rubbish. Yeah. Isle of Man, just Man. Yeah, shorten it. Isle of Man. Again, much like Chris is doing when he's shortening his his title to the Will. They were just saving time. They were busy. 
They had to get it. They were were in a commute to work. Got all these fucking babies to drown. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) See, who needs a penile colony where you can just drown people? Absolutely, yeah. This is this is going to end up in a watch list somewhere. (laughs) Oh, we're certain at this point, Christopher. uh, Excuse me, disrespectful. The the will. We are certain at this point. We are probably on a list somewhere. Uh, you better watch yourself. We've got a boat waiting for this. <laughs> for, this uh, for this show. So on the Isle of Man, though, on the Isle of Man, though, the will. Um, are you having a palace? Are you having like a, a Bond villain lair? Are you are you just under the stars? What what do you want? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if you could kind of uh, make it look empty? Because this kind of builds on the mythos I'm building around myself. Mm. But uh, I'm actually underground. I mean, like some oh. sort of proper bond lair with all sorts of tunnel systems. Maybe there's a secret password to open up a, a, a magic entrance. Oh, that's very cool. And did I get that right? So you're basically, are you bulldozing it flat as well then? So it just looks, <laughs> is that what, is that what, is that where you're going with that? Are you just flattening the terrain? Oh, that's a good question. Because then there's, there's nothing maybe, more maybe mysterious I... than flat. Than dirt. <laughs> completely flat it's like a <laughs> minecraft map yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> i i might leave that up to a poll to the residents whether they want to stay leave and, it to uh, the will of the people to the mystery <laughs> or if they want to be sent on a boat <laughs> would you have many so would you have though many would you have a rural court are you having many sort of others with you are you quite as a solitary leader in your do you need your space to think i suppose one option would be taking anyone named will and making them serve me Maybe that, that maybe it would be the court of the will. <laughs> yeah, and then it's the will of the will of the people. Brilliant. <laughs> they would be my retainers. It's sort of sort of like a Knights of the Round Table style thing, but everyone's just called Will. Yeah, absolutely. makes it easier to remember. Less confusing than the names the knights have. We want to know fashion show time. What are you going to wear to your coronation? So this is this is uh, another stage of the plan. Um, <laughs> I'll probably just wear a dressing gown and slippers because I'm not actually going to be at my coronation. Uh, I'll stay at home and watch it on the telly. Okay. Uh, because part of this mythos, I thought, wouldn't it be great if there were lots of me? So I would get some body doubles. Okay. Um, so a body double would be at the coronation. And it's great because you can do all sorts of crazy stuff with people who look exactly like you. And no one's ever going to know what's going on. Perhaps whilst the coronation's going on, I'm also doing a ribbon-cutting ceremony halfway across town, and everyone's very confused. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I, if, if you have got body doubles and people that serve you who are also called Will, though, you do have the will of the will of the will of the, the people. Will of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is... Look, that... I've got a will to handle all that. It will be fine. Who would you want as your body double? I, I mean, I historically, Kira Knightley plays a great body double, so... <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she's oh, got range. I, I imagine it would probably have to look yeah. like me, but maybe with uh, you know how how good CGI is getting nowadays, you could just superimpose me on top of any actor. Mm. It might just be Andy Circus in like a, a green dotted suit. <laughs> <laughs> how many body doubles are you are you thinking are, are active at any one time? I mean, sky's the limit, really. Mm. The more you have, the more confusion you can bring up, and the more kind of awe you can inspire. Yeah, like a, I could have a body double in the Olympics. Could, I could, could, be body I could have a body right double now. running for prime minister. Yes, then, absolutely. Then I'd be everything. And are you uh, so from your from your home in the Isle of Man? Are you dictating what the body doubles can and can't do? Like you've all got them on like the big board, and you're sort of pushing them along. 
like proper evil genius <laughs> style like and, a, and, pho- and phoning in instructions. Very odd game or of do risk. They, or do they have some autonomy to make their own decisions if they are acting in your name? There's definitely going to be a lot of uh, sort of re-education before they're set out into the world. Yeah. But it, it, they're going to need monitoring, obviously. Mm. We, can't, we can't have a rogue will. It's, that would just ruin the whole point. If one will saying no, one thing and another saying another, then what is the will of the people? Well, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. That's quite right. That's quite right. I'm, I'm picturing like a big red leather chair with a huge video monitor. Because UK has got tons of CCTV. So I can just yeah. see where they are all times. Sort of whenever, yeah. Have a have a someone tailing them, and then I'd sort of call it in, like, "Oh, Will Thirty Eight is uh, going off the rails a bit. You better take him out to sea if you know what I mean." <laughs> <laughs> so I get the feeling. Actually, I suppose that's not quite right because I was about to say I get the feeling that you want to be more of a passive ruler, but you want to be active, but through other people. I want the glory, but not really the work. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. Oh, okay. So is it is it work shyness? I thought it might just be for like protection because of we. I wonder if you're wor- okay. A bit, but but you know, I've I've got a plan for the protection as well. This is all part yeah. of the grand plan. <laughs> <laughs> the will of the people, Christopher Piper. What is the first law you would pass? People need a reason to want to support the will of the people. So I was thinking I could set up some sort of reward scheme. Kind of kind of like a when you go to a coffee shop. Yeah. And uh, you can get a little little marker. So yeah. if people are behaving in a way that uh, the will of the people agrees with, then uh they can get a little stamp and get rewards. But if they if they don't, then you know, they're on a bit of a watch list. So Oh, okay. Really my, my it's it's kind of an invitation to be part of something. It's very very corporate. I can picture okay. myself in front of a a white background saying, We at the will of the people are introducing a new scheme yeah. to uh, to help you adjust to the changes in this democracy. Even though it's it's not really gonna be much of a democracy, but they don't need to know that. So, so this loyalty card um like scheme you've got, is it mandatory to sign up to or is it voluntary? I'd say it's voluntary, but if you don't sign up to it, um, I'm gonna know. Oh, okay. And what? Okay. And when? When? Um, and for knowing that they haven't signed up, is there? Is there a def- Is there a punishment, or is it just a? I, I I know I know where you live, motherfucker. Is it? Maybe maybe I could have one of my body doubles who specialises specifically in targeting people who haven't signed up for the reward scheme or are quite low on yeah. the uh, the points. They might might see me kind of stood across the opposite side of the road with my arms folded. Sometimes I might be kind of pull up in a car beside them and give a kind of I'm seeing you just yeah. to give the pressure. And it could ramp up from there as time goes on. Uh, what do they, so what do they get if they, you know, you, you get, you know, if you fill in like your Nero loyalty card, you get a free <laughs> coffee. What do, they, what, what do they get if they fill in their, their loyalty card? Maybe they can come to special events or I mean, a lot, it doesn't really matter. What they get, the point is they don't want the opposite. <laughs> and, and what is the opposite? Just harassment, really. <laughs> I mean, it's not even going to be like actively hurting people. It's just generally annoying. What sort of stuff have you got in mind? Have you got any sort of particular punishments in mind? Maybe I get to decide where they go in the country. So uh, those who are pleasing me can come closer to uh i mean it's called the isle of man but by that point it'll be called the isle of the will 
Uh, they, they're allowed to come in. Maybe, maybe they even get kind of special visits. They yeah. can come see the Isle of Will. And, and, and uh, at that point... They can meet me. We won't actually be there. Oh, that was, that was going to be my question <laughs> I was going to ask. If, and if they are meeting you, is it you? Well, then let's go down this train of thought, the opposite. Where's the worst place in the country to put them, Chris? <laughs> 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 let's... Let's nail our colours to the bars. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> where's the Where's the worst place, Chris? I mean, it's it's probably Thanet, but <laughs> oh, I, oh, there's oh, definitely oh. worse places than Thanet. <laughs> that was Thanet. Thanet can be quite lovely sometimes, especially in the summer. It can be lovely, but it's it's a bit boring after being here for so long. Oh, you've clearly never had chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> no, this. This was the same Neither have I, by the you. way. Neither have I. Allegedly. Neither have I. Neither uh, that I know. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, neither have I. I once. Hello. Where's I, this going? Uh, no, I once. I once went and got myself tested just to make, I, which was really actually hilarious because the idea that I'd had sex enough to have <laughs> was fucking awful. Uh, but I once went and got myself tested. I think I just had a free afternoon. I was like, oh, fuck, you know, and, try some. And my try goodness, something you know what I fancy. <laughs> And I went and um, uh, nurse uh, did me a did me a blood test, and she was like, "So why why are you here? Is, is something wrong?" I was like, "No, no, no, I'm just being safe. I'm just being safe." And she went, she leaned in and she went, "Well, you know, it's it's really good that young men are coming in and getting themselves tested." And then she sort of looks around, all shifty like, and then leaned it <laughs> and then leaned in and just went, "Because there's an awful lot of chlamydia around these days." It's <laughs> like gets in the building. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Like at any moment, like at any moment, it could pop, peer around the corner, rear its <laughs> ugly head, and just slink away. Are you, are you talking about me? Are you talking about me? Oh. I hear you've been looking for me, Darren. <laughs> eventually, if you get coronated, eventually your first jubilee will come up. We would like to know, though, how you would mark your jubilee. So, as you, you know, you, you've heard some of the ways people have done it. Uh, in Series 1, you can have big concerts. Uh, someone's had a big sports day. So, it's up to you. How would you mark it, though? How's the will of the people marking it? Uh, my own assassination. <gasps> what? Oh! <laughs> Does it involve Merlin? It could. Yeah, but, um... <laughs> now, I have to ask... Because you know, I think we are, there are there are lots of wills of the people. There are wills of wills of the people. Has the will of oh my god! I've got another one. If it gets assassinated, it's going to have to have a will of the will of the wills of the will of the people. <laughs> yes, it has to be read out like yeah, that. Absolutely. Oh fuck! Oh man. my right. god! Sorry, I got I'm... when you okay. Okay, uh, let's, let's nail into uh, No, the first question is, how does the assassination happen? Mm. How are you going out? So if it is your assassination, how are you going out? My thought is, is that this is, this is building again on the mythos where, um, can I die? So I will be assassinated and then I'm going to disappear for maybe 10 years. And then I'm going to come back okay. because it's actually going to be a body double that's killed. Naturally. Think of all the conspiracy theories and rumours online. Think of the amount of tweets. I mean, the yeah. world runs on tweets nowadays. Oh, so that... when I come back, people are going to be like, how? So that's... Ah, okay. We didn't nail this down then. Your body doubles, do the public know that they exist? Or are you the only one who knows they exist? 
I'd like to think I'm the only one exists. And of course, if they do, if if people start to suspect things, that's going to that's going to dock them some points. And <laughs> um, they'll be sent to Thanet. But um, it's not it's not something anyone talks about. It's like when you go to Disneyland, you know, the guy in the goofy suit is not actually goofy, but you don't say it. <laughs> analogy i love but that. now so sorry perfect. but now now i want all your body doubles to look nothing like you but to look like you but in big suits <laughs> <laughs> big inflatable suits oh that's brilliant oh and so i, I suppose naturally i suppose the, my next question would be what is happening in those interim 10 years who is taking who is who is throned at that point who is who is replacing you there's two options. One, the entire country could descend into some sort of chaos, um, which, you know, would, would work quite well for my eventual return. Mm-hmm. The other option is that there's... Uh, maybe I just put the old royal family back in charge for a bit <laughs> with the, the subtle threats that I am coming back for them. <laughs> you've, got ten, you've got ten years. Watch your backs. Ten years to fix this mess. <laughs> and this could just keep going on forever. Like, <laughs> after that, I could just keep coming back. Like, I can just set this up. If I invest heavily in things like uh, brain transplants or, like, memory download, I can just come back forever. I might just be a, a brain in the jar in 3,000 years, but I'd still be out there walking the streets as my body doubles. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, wow. indeed. And I suppose, with the idea of succession there that you brought up, I know you, t- sorry, I know you did talk about sort of, you know, transplanting your brain, brain in a jar, that type of thing. Is there ever a world where your your favourite will of the power, excuse me, will of the people, gets to then take over and he becomes the new power? And and it's sort of, it's a line of succession. But because he always looks like you, it is you in, in essence. Maybe it could be like a, a, a James Bond or Doctor Who kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like a, oh, what was your favourite will of the will of the people? Oh, I, I quite like the older one. I quite like the younger one. It was really, really weird when they disappeared for 10 years. <laughs> and they came back as a woman. It was bizarre. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. Doctor Who Stan Twitter is going to love that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, will, so, so will James Bond Twitter, because they'll be trying to cast Idris Elba as the new king. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We all know, we're all aware that Big Liz, she's got her... Every time I say Big Liz, the more and more I say it, we've said it so much now that it's lost all meaning to me and I have lost most of my respect for the... Uh, any any that was left from making this show just lost all respect for her. Uh, she's Big Liz to me now. If we ever meet her, which I know we won't. <laughs> if we ever meet her. If we were to ever sort of... Based on her. this track record. <laughs> if you ever invite her on the show. Oh, wouldn't that be... If we could... I mean, if she Big Liz, that, if you are listening, it's an open invite. Absolutely. You are 100% always, uh, yeah, you know, come on. It's basically, um, we'll, we'll, do a, uh, we'll do a performance review for you. Um, and yeah. and we'll, have a, we'll take a look at your, uh, at your qualifications, uh, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, so, but excuse me, uh, Big Liz, she's got her corgis. But we would like to know what's your pet of choice. See, I already own pet birds, which I am very fond of. But uh, it doesn't quite fit into the the weird, wild world I'm creating. So I thought, what what things from my childhood make me happy? And I was reminded of the Sooty Show. So I would quite like both Sooty and Sweep as my royal pets. Um, I, they're, they're, obviously, they've got puppeteers, but we can ignore them. And they're just going to 
be with me most of the time. <laughs> Sooty and Sweep was great. I loved that as a kid. It makes look, think about it. If you if you're growing up in a world where you can either have you know this this old queen and some dogs, or this this crazy person who's a thousand places at once, and their pets are puppets, you're going to choose them. I mean, it, it inspires support in the younger generation. Do you want them to stay as puppets, or do you want to invest in the technology to sort of animate no, them no, they, so they, they, they live independently? Oh, so okay, they, yeah, very specific. They've got to be. Yeah, they've got to they've be got puppets. To be. I mean, it, it's, otherwise, some of the magic is lost. It other, I mean, if, if if you've invested in genetically engineering sooty and sweep, you've just got a bear and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very true. What is it about sooty and sweep that you love? I think I've just got fond memories of it. Uh, I, I used to watch the the sort of nineties one a lot as a mm. kid. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it in a very long time, <laughs> but um, I still have a, a a very old sooty toy that sits on. In, in my uh, my office shelf, just thought, yeah, he'll do. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Not Sue. Sue was always a bit of a nag. Yeah, she was sweep of the original. Yeah. Okay. Scampy was okay. He was a bit of a third wheel. We're now going down some sooty and sweep law, boys, that I can't follow you on. Um, Don't know who Sue I have is. No idea who Sue is. No idea. Sue, Sue, Sue is, is panda, panda, right? It's panda, yeah. yeah. And she was the only one who could talk. Is that right? Oh, okay. She could talk in she could talk in proper sentences. Oh, with Sue, okay. which was what made her such a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And are they are they always ah, does every will of the pet people have their own sooty and sweep as well? Maybe. I remember like in the in one of these old episodes, whenever they had to go outside the very specific studio space they'd created for Sooty and Sweep, um, the strangely the presenter brought along this big box and Sooty would sit inside <laughs> it. And as a kid, I was like, why have they brought the box? <laughs> so maybe, maybe every, every, the will is trained in puppetry, which would, which would in with the theme. I was going to say, I was going to say, because puppeteers, puppeteers are doing really well in your, in your mm. reign. Suddenly there's a big market, there's a big market for puppeteers. I will, I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you. I've had to do that style of puppetry, almost that Sooty sweep with that, with a glove puppet. Um, uh, through a box uh, when I, I was doing a show in, in Edinburgh and we went out into the street and did it like that um, and you're right Chris it feels A very weird and you have never f- doing that You it's the closest you will feel like a paedophile trying to entice people <laughs> to come to you it is fucking awful <laughs> it's brilliant because you're like I'm, I'm, doing pu- I'm doing puppetry but it just feels so much like what's in my box <laughs> What's in my box? I shouldn't have said I'm it. Like, I shouldn't have done the whole thing in that voice. It was awful. The will of the people to, to paedophilia. <laughs> well, you're, we, we did start with drowning children, mm. though. That's different. That's yeah, you're, not, you're not fucking them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if they're dead, what's it matter? <laughs> At least they're dead. For fuck's sake, Darren. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Kill him, fuck him, eat him. <laughs> In that order. So obviously there's a big tradition um, that uh, the royal family will anoint uh, a new vessel, uh, normally a ship, uh, with a bottle of champagne. You know, good luck to all those who sail mm. upon her. Uh, but we would like to know what form of transport would you like to smash a champagne bottle over? So there's a big push to get people active. So I was thinking rickshaws. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh. We'd replace 90% of transport with rickshaws. Obviously, we have to keep the boats. 
Um, although maybe, but uh, it you know it gets people active. You can it cuts massively down on, on pollution. It'd be a little bit weird yeah, when you're waiting me on the ground and a line of rickshaws comes down the tunnel, but. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled by one really beefy man. <laughs> See, I was picturing like like loads of people, almost like a a, a, a series of gnome people in these. <laughs> Sutin sweeps? Uh-huh. Sutin sweeps. <laughs> or Sue. Sue. You're not using Sue. Put Sue to yes. work. That, that's where you can, that's Definitely. the only place you can work. find Sue is the London Underground. It's the place on the land of the cat. <laughs> are you, uh, let me, I, I guess what I'm asking is, are these, uh, if mm. it's rickshaws, are the people using the rickshaws, is that, is that now their new job? Or do they have yes. no, no, other it's jobs their way as well? Or is it, is, it, is it sort of like a weird rideshare uh, situation? They're probably kind of surgically grafted to the rickshaws if they've been chosen to be a rickshaw driver. <laughs> wow. Okay. Fuck me, that's not where I was expecting that to go. <laughs> Darren, what part of this interview has given you any suggestion that I'm not going to go right off the deep end? Yeah, because I was about to ask, when you're anointing it with a bottle of champagne, is it one uh, standing in situ not being used, or is it? are you wanting to throw, try and throw one at a moving one that someone is currently operating? But if they're surgically grafted to it... Yeah, I mean, they can try to get out of the way, but it's going to be difficult when they're attached to a rickshaw. <laughs> because then that's not anointing a vessel. That is just glassing a deformed man. <laughs> <laughs> Are you questioning oh, the will of the people, Darren? Oh, no, sorry. No, no, I'm not. You get a free yeah, drink just... out of it. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> he does, yes. And I'm, I, he's pulling around a rickshaw all day. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure they're and very thirsty. There's going to be a lot of rickshaws. Yeah. Not even really champagne. It's like carver or something. Sparkling wine. Sorry. And really, that's the real crime here, this, isn't it? This probably shouldn't be my version to it. But if I got glassed and it was only sparkling wine, I'd be so pissed off. That would respect me enough to... bad for you. Not the fact you've been surgically grafted to a rickshaw. The fact that, that your drink wasn't as expected. I just, I just see it as the final kick in the teeth. Do you know what I mean? You know that <laughs> final one that tips you over the edge? Like, it's all a bit shit, but then you just had to do that final thing to me. I was staying positive till this yeah. point. The, the irony, though, is the final kick in the teeth is just a kick in the teeth. Um, <laughs> um, are, are these people being paid? They Maybe they can they can work their way out of a rickshaw life. Right, it's a okay. great solution for the 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 prison problem. I was going to say, are they? Are, is that how you're solving crime? It's. I mean, would you commit a crime if you knew you're going to be surgically grafted to a rickshaw? Fuck no. I don't want to commit a crime and go to prison. I, I certainly wouldn't. Do, like, <laughs> I don't want to do. I don't want to do that. I certainly don't want to commit a crime and then be yeah stapled to a rickshaw. You did tease this mm. one at the top of the show. You had, yeah, you said you had something for us. The final question we've got for you today is: There has always been a crazy rumor about the Windsors that they are big man-eating lizards. But what is the crazy rumor about so, you? Similar to the legendary Holy Grail, there is a single thing in the country that can kill me permanently. And the clue to this is hidden in the renditions of the national anthem. Oh, oh yes. Oh. oh, it's so good. Oh, it's no so further good. questions, Your Honour. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so perfect. I uh, I do have other <laughs> questions. <laughs> how 
how often are these updates coming out during your your reign? So you said you'd be updating the national anthem sort of periodically. How often are they coming out? Is it once a year? Is it once every sort of big important? I think it's got to be rather so like kind of a. It can't be announced. People have got to look out for it. So you have all like all like the, of course, the fan of course. reddits and things like oh they've just updated the national anthem and everyone sat down and they're they're looking into it and they're, they're singing around theories and all hoping for some sort of respite from the nightmare I've put them in. And have you have you got an idea on what the thing is? Like, is there? I know it's a rumor, but like, is there? In this rumor, what what is the thing, or is there are there a few ideas that what people what people think it is? I mean, it's like, got to be it, something really. Is it a Highlander situation where it's a big sword? Is it a gun? It should be is something a, that's 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 too stupid to sound like it's a real thing. Like like the Holy Grail. I mean, it's a magic cup. <laughs> yes, when you put it like that, it does sound a little daft, doesn't it? <laughs> I can remember watching a uh, a program years about years ago about the search for the Holy Grail, and they went all around the world and met all these people who claimed to have found it, and it was always completely different. And I, I think there was one in England who was like, "Oh yeah, I found the Holy Grail from the Knights Templar," and it was basically just an egg cup. So maybe that would be what kills me—just an egg cup, yeah, or an egg timer. And it's, and, it's, and it's constantly spinning, and when it finally dings, bing, that's when you die. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, unless you have any other questions, Darren. Oh, no, I do have one question. I, uh, forgive me, I, I don't think it was asked. Because you've planned your assassinate, multiple assassinations, and you're coming back in 10 years' time, mm. the thing that kills you forever, when you say forever, is it for definite forever, forever? You can't come back in 10 years' time. Ideally, what you want to have happen is once the uh, once yeah. I'm killed, you probably want some sort of, of new anthem that's periodically sometimes released from some unknown location. Maybe it's timed. That suggests how I can come back. Oh. So I can get like a cult following. It's, it'll be like um, all those movies where they're trying to resurrect yes. Hitler or something. <laughs> that's how I'm ending this episode. I'm comparing myself to Hitler. <laughs> Oh, well, wonderful. Oh, thank you. The will of the people, Christopher Piper, thank you so much for joining us. We will, of course, now go on to submit your your application to our higher-ups, to our producers. But before you go, tell us a little bit about what you're up to, what you're doing, and how people can find out more about it. Um, well, right now I am writing a book which is uh, it's about... Arthurian mythology, strangely mm, enough. It's quite fitting. And um, it's basically set in a, a Camelot 120 years after the death of Arthur. And the they're struggling to still to come to terms with it. And the, 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 the whole kingdom's kind of in ruin. Uh, and it's the story of, of the heir to the throne, who doesn't want to be the heir. A, a thief who's secretly not a thief. And a fairy who's just kind of bad at her job. Eventually, it will come out. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, and is there a place to find like updates? But do you do you talk about any updates to that book? Is there someone? Uh, I don't talk about this from? much, but I do have my Twitter, mm-hmm. which has got the the terrible name uh, at me you and me too, where I I often talk about video gamey stuff because I have a video game channel that covers history of video games. Uh, that's been kind of quiet for the past couple of years because I've just had lots of other things on my plate. Uh, I might be getting something out on that soon. Mm-hmm, uh, the history of nintendo during world war ii which is a wild ride involving runaways and 
all sorts of uh, childhood neglect. I'm, I'm ending how I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started with child neglect and we've ended with it. Fantastic. Uh, and of course, links to all of those will be down in the description. And you can go ahead and check out and find out more uh, about what Chris is doing. Um, fabulous. Thank you ever so much for joining us, the will of the people. And thank you for inviting me. You're very, very welcome. And all that leaves us to say is... All rise for the will of the people, Christopher Piper. And there we have it, another episode of All Rise 4, all wrapped up. Uh, Christopher Piper was taking on the, uh, the questions there. And, and Darren, that was a bit of a, a mental episode. I love it when we get a guest who's got a, a very particular set of knowledge. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And the, and the way that that informs, that informs an episode. I loved that. That was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and you, you could really tell from sort of the answers and the story that he's woven through there. Chris really has properly got like a writer's brain. Yeah. The, 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 the weaving of the tale. You know, he even teased his answer to the last question right at the top. Yeah. Even before you heard him speak with his actual own national anthem. Madness. Also, can we... Brilliant. We haven't... Let's specify this enough. Let, let's type this up. Yeah. He created his own national just anthem. made his own national anthem. I know. Just when... Uh, uh, when I sent, you know... Uh, Behind the scenes stuff, we obviously send the questions to everyone beforehand to give everyone a level, level footing. A few days later, he came back and he was like, here's my national anthem, Connor. <laughs> and it's just, just brilliant. I know. Absolutely I know. fantastic. Um, uh, there was so much in that episode that I that oh. just, the way that everything weaved together, you could tell. I mean, actually, let's be honest. I mean, the way he thought about it, if it were to ever actually happen, it's fucking frightening. But <laughs> Yes, absolutely. But, you know, if, he, if he's successful. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely fabulous but as we said in the episode there you can catch uh, up with Chris uh, down in the description uh, he's on Twitter he's on YouTube uh, and eventually that book's going to come out and I don't know about you Darren but I'm very excited to read oh, yeah, absolutely and if you want to get in touch with us um, all our links to all our social media will be in the episode description as well follow us on Instagram at fools underscore folly Twitter at we are your fools find us on Facebook at fools folly theatre as well or if you want to get in touch with us with something slightly more long form why not send us an email um, our email address is info at fallsfolly.co.uk yes because we are consummate professionals which is why we have a Patreon and a TikTok account <laughs> which you can also find in the description down below but that is it from us we will see you next week when a new candidate will be in the hot seat trying to win your hearts and minds. And I've taken this line from Darren, apparently, in this, <laughs> this, this series. Series two, it's kicked off. Everything's changing. That, all that leaves us to say is... Bye, subjects. Bye.
hang on, are you, are you saying you're not Danny DeVito? I am not I mean, Danny I... DeVito. I'm sorry to I... break it to everyone. I thought I Darren am not... was a stage name. All Rise 4 is a Fool's Folly production. Fool's Folly are Connor Maud, Darren Hill, Ethan Joynson and Nicole Halsey. Music produced by Ethan Joynson, artwork by Ricky Looney and photography by Lewis Pett. If you like the show, tweet about it, Instagram or send a Facebook out. We'll talk about you in this part of the next show.